All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Uh, we got a special guest on the show today, Fonz Brown. How you doing? I'm well, man. How you doing, E? Glad to be here, homie. How are you doing? All right, man. Just taking it day by day. All right, that's all we can do. You might want to do that. It's all we can do, man. Yeah, for uh, for anybody uh, that don't know who this is, you know, this is a uh, very, uh, I would say, uh, multi-talented, uh, multi-talented man. You know, he's involved in a lot of different things, uh, got a lot of uh, successful things going on. He helps the community and st- things like that. So we're going to uh, get into his whole story of how he came up, and then we'll get into all the different things he's involved in in the city and uh, how it's having a positive impact on people. Yeah. So uh, first off, man, uh, just tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? Uh, what's going on, man? My name is Fonz Brown. To everybody who don't know me from the west side of Louisville, man, I'm 43 years old. You know what I'm saying? I've been out here in these streets for a long time, you know, making the transition uh, to the corporate type of type of cat. But, uh, you know, I've been out here for a minute, you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Uh, so what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your hometown? Uh, shit. You know, when I heard about my hometown, I mean, of course, you know, everybody, the well, first thing you want to talk to Derby, you know what I'm saying? But me personally, it's just a lot with the West, you know, West End, you know what I'm saying? And with my mission, you know what I mean? I try to focus a lot of my, my things that I do around the West End. So, you know, that's that's what I try to make make uh, people understand what brings people to learn from West, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for, so, so for anybody that ain't never been to Louisville, man, just uh, kind of describe what type of city Louisville is and uh, just um, kind of um, describe some of the circumstances and struggles you had to go through just growing up as an African-American yeah, kid. I mean, uh, Louisville was a beautiful city, man. Like I said, a lot of people just misconstrued because, you know, you hear Kentucky and automatically you think, you know, rural country area, man. We actually, if I'm not mistaken, like the 15th or 16th largest, you know what I'm saying, in the nation, uh, one of the top three with uh, food, you know what I'm saying, where you can actually get any cuisine from any uh, genre of uh, of, of people, you know what I'm saying? So you can definitely get your eat on here. There's a lot to do here that people really don't tap into. I think, you know, when you are from here, you kind of get tied into doing your regular, regular role, you know what I mean, things. But if you kind of get outside the box, like I said, that's one of the things that I've been fortunate enough to, you know, explore is being more outside of my regular surroundings that I grew up in and learn about more uh, culture things around my city, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so how was it uh, growing up here as a kid? I mean, you know, just, just you know, typical story, you know, single mother, you know what I'm saying, type of thing, you know, uh, trying to find my way. Uh, I used to run around, uh, of course, with all the wrong friends like everybody else, you know what I mean, on their game bang and shit. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it led me to, uh, like, doing a lot of uh, unnecessary things I needed to do to survive, you know what I'm saying? So it gives me a unique perspective on a lot of other issues and things that I tackle today, you know what I'm saying, in the community. You know, when you uh, uh, are someone who's been, you know, through the fire, you know what I mean? I've dealt with incarceration. I've dealt with uh, being, you know, shot, you know, having to deal with rehabilitation and having to rock all over again. Uh, 
uh, taking the years, you know, being up, you know, being down, and then, you know, have to literally crawl your way back up, you know what I'm saying, type of shit. So, um, you know, move was definitely a you get what you get, what you give type of city, you know what I'm saying? You know, you give a lot of love, you get a lot, you get a lot of love. Uh, you get a lot, you get some hate, you don't get some hate, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, like I said, any other times, man, just, you know, be positive, enjoy yourself, you know what I mean? You're just like any other city, you're going to get what you're looking for, you know what I mean? So it, whether it be good or bad, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I can feel that. Uh, do you got any siblings? Yeah, man. My, um, I have uh, a brother down in Atlanta. Uh, Mitchie Black will be doing his music down in Atlanta. Uh, I also have a brother right now. He's in feds right now, so he should be home in another two, three years. Uh, he's been down there for a little minute. Um, three sisters. You know, uh, another brother up here in Atlanta. So it's a few of us out here. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's quite a few, you know, pop was a rolling stone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So did you play any sports or anything? Yeah, you... man, I actually played football. Or I played with Wagner. Uh, I ain't, you know, trying to one one but I was a super athlete, man, super fast, uh, like four three forties. Uh, I think I had like 44, 45 inch vert, throw the ball super far. But like I said, man, you know, uh, being a uh, – product of my environment, you know, steered me away from the field more than, more than kept me on, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, um, like I said, I had to hang my cleats up. I had a child, man, at 17, you know what I mean? So it was a little hard trying to, you know, play sports, go to school, keep the job, you know what I mean, do all that. So one had to go, you know, so of course it had to be a new sports, you know, especially when you don't have the the backbone support, you know what I'm saying, system, especially having that father figure, that real strong male to keep you on track, man, you know, so I got lost in the sauce, you know what I mean, you know, just like anybody else, but at the same time, like I said, it ain't where you're from, where you at, you know, I work hard to be where I am, you know Absolutely. So as far as, um, so, um, out of all the things that you're involved in right now, uh, what did you get into first? Uh, I actually uh, started the uh, Mopar movement early on, man. A uh, partner of mine actually uh, formed the first club. It was 502, Mopar 502. And what they did was got a bunch of the charts and challenges together. But uh, a lot of stuff, it's a lot of things they did was more or less kind of sit in parking lots when the sun started going down. They going home, so you know I chopped it up with big homie, and I was like, "Yo, I think I want to start my own thing. I see where I can take this uh, to a whole another level, man." So uh, I started recruiting my own charges and challenges. For you know it, one car turned to ten, ten turned to twenty. For you know it, uh, I was able to push a button and put 60, 70 charges on your on your street at any given moment. You know what I'm saying, type of thing. So I I started to use that uh, to to give back to the community bringing people together because at the time, you know, uh, when when I jumped into the car club thing, uh, before that, you know, I had got shot. So at that time, I was doing music, uh, fucking with a lot of different artists and things like that. And I was actually uh, on the brink of dealing with Interscope over in Cali. So I, man, ironic shit is 
I pushed my flight off, you know what I mean, to stick around for a derby weekend here, uh, to, you know, show my family around who uh, had never been to derby, who, you know what I'm saying, just, they are all in my age group coming to see me. I ain't seen them in years. So it's one of them type of, hey, man, you know, show you know. So I pushed it off to the following week and showed up. I got hit up, you know what I mean? Got shot and then sat me down for them in two years, you know, dragging them over there for a year. Uh, but when I jumped into the car club scene, it actually, uh, I was like, okay, I got to figure out a way to get back in that position I was right before they signed the deal, you know what I mean? I'm going to get all this together, you know, woo, woo, woo. But for the most part, I was like, shit, we're going to do some community shit, you know. And the more we start doing the community thing, you know, really getting involved, I kind of fell in love with the giving back, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, making sure kids in the hood got food, you know, we didn't gave over 200 plus pill, beauty rest pillows to the homeless to see, sleep up on our bylines. You know, uh, last year, you know, my fashion show, you look up there, I swing it up. Uh, that is Tops Magazine. That's our city publication. Uh, they came out and uh, covered my fashion show called Dealers After Dark, where I was actually able to get the mall to let me host my fashion show after hours, you know what I mean? Decorate it up, uh, invite tons of models. So uh, that event, I raised, I think it was like 5,100, and I gave that to the home of the innocent kids over there, you know what I'm saying, making sure they had some things. I mean, just giving back just took a life of its own, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to leave the car club scene, you know, due to, uh, you know, certain folks not really wanting to grow up, you know what I'm saying, and didn't really see the vision that I had as far as pertaining to unifying people and, you know, giving back to the community type of thing. You feel what I'm saying? So I separated, started doing my own thing, you know, kind of let that do their thing. And then next thing you know, shit just start taking off from me. You know, now I deal with Norton's, uh, I deal with Humana, uh, I'm dealing with Amped uh, here in Louisville. Like I, I deal with a lot of the major corporations and, you know, all of them uh, love what, uh, me and my team do, you know, BMG is my company, Brown McKenzie Group, me and my partner. Uh, we also started what's called Louisville Fly Society, you know what I'm saying? What that is, a men's group that is catered to uh, one dressing down, you know what I'm saying? We, we suit ties, blazers, all that type of thing. Secondly, mentoring kids, uh, speaking in schools, you know what I'm saying? Just being all out positive medals for our community, you know, basically trying to change the narrative, so to speak. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'm able to connect with different organizations that are already out in the community doing things that need positive black males, you know what I'm saying? Or just positive males in general. You know, I don't need to discriminate uh, against anyone who wants to come uh, do better and be better, you know what I'm saying? So uh, right now, I think we're up to about 50 or 60 members. We've only really been active for about three, four months, but in those three, four months, we've been able to make a, a hell of an impact, man. I look forward to seeing what we do. Well, yeah, absolutely, Ben. That's something that's uh, kind of rare uh, when I think about it, Um Especially in all the cities that I've been to, because I try I traveled a lot, and um, 
just think of especially amongst those minorities where you can get a whole bunch of uh, minorities together and um just be on something positive no matter if it was the community stuff just positive in general you know what i'm saying for everybody to not you know put egos aside and just know what's what's the main thing you, you know what i'm saying most definitely, most definitely. I think that's what's wrong with us and our community in a whole is we so ego driven. Everything is, you know, macho ego driven. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we need to digress some, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, if we could digress just a little bit and see that not everybody is trying to harm you or not everybody is trying to take from you. You know what I'm saying? But we have to try to change the programming that's happening right now, which is the hard part. You know, the shit that these these youngies watch on TV and social media. Like like I speak at a lot of these high schools and uh middle schools, but majority high schools here, you know what I'm saying? And a large majority of them don't even realize the seed that is being planted, you know what I'm saying, as far as like through the music and through the media. You know, our our, our culture's music, you know, is the only culture that preaches genocide amongst each other. You know what I'm saying? You listen to any other genre of music, you know, love songs or whatever, even our love song is just like super overset. You remember, like you think about it back in the day, that you listen to uh, a KC, a JoJo, a Keysway, any of them older artists, a lot of their messages are so subliminal that it went over the kids' heads in the car that they, that they, you know what I mean? You had to actually be an adult and understand what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So now you can tune in at 1 o'clock in the afternoon with the child in your backseat who's 11 listening to, you know what I'm saying, fuck nigga free. You know what I'm saying? So it's like at the end of the day, we have to, you know, really teach these youngins that what they watch is fake. You know what I mean? It's all hype bullshit to be always real with you, man. And the thing is, man, uh, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, uh, and then, you know, and it's like, as I get older, I kind of find myself growing into myself and not being on both sides of like something. I'm, I'm like being like, all right, I'm standing on this type of thing. So like, uh one thing I don't really respect about music artists today, especially the ones that got large platforms, is that, you know, I understand to a certain extent, you know, when when they talking about all the stuff that they've been through when they first coming out, when they talk about, you know, all the stuff, you know, when you was homeless and things like that. Yeah, yeah. When you were key words you said when yeah. you first was coming out. Yeah. When you first was coming out. But go ahead, my bad. But but now when it's like, I say probably five years, I give you five years when you get used to money and things like that. But after like five years, I mean, it's like, come on, bro. Like freaking, uh, I don't think, um, and it's really on their circles because a lot of people like that, like having yes men around them. So they're not going to tell them. You know yeah. that you know they wrong or anything, but yeah, for real. But, but I think it's uh more important for people with those platforms, music artists or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
figures to be like, look, I know y'all might see me as this and that. And at that point, I was that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm lied about anything. I said no songs, but at the same time, bro, when I leave here from talking to y'all, I got a 10,000 square feet mansion I'm going to, and I got a butler that's finna cook me whatever I tell her to cook. I'm not in the trenches no more. You know you what I'm saying? Behind a gated wall, behind a gated community. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I totally agree, man. And that's the thing. Like, the message is missing. You know what I mean? Like, we're so infested with trying to just collect as much bread as possible. You know what I'm saying? That you're missing opportunities to actually connect. You know, like, you can see, you know, when I ride down the street, and I see these young men with their earbuds in, and these motherfuckers is just, you know, doing their thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know they in their zone, but it's like they just so zoned out. You know what I mean? It's like zombies almost. You know what I mean? Like, to the music type of thing. You know, they're just ready to, you know, prove their hardness. Everybody walking with sticks. Everybody's an op. You know what I'm saying? All of that. But like I said again, we are the only culture that that makes it that way. Like I said, they if you think about it, bro, the the black men killing off each other first and foremost. High incarceration rates, you know what I'm saying, amongst us second. Uh guys, some guys aren't even, you know, dealing with women. You know what I mean? They're dealing with men. So that's, you know, another situation. You feel what I'm saying? So our black women are left out here to fend to be fuck nigga free. You know what I mean? Because there's so much bullshit that come at them. You feel what I'm saying? They got to take on the role of a man because the man is too busy doing all this other shit that they trying to emulate that they watching on TV. You dig what I'm saying? That's getting them locked up, shot up, you know, dead, and leaving these youngins, you know, to figure that on their own. So, like I said, man, I done been through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? My resume, I hear you know me. Yeah, I'm good on that, you know what I mean? But that ain't what I, you know, hang my hat on. I, I like showing them, you know, the other side of what I do. You know, me being able to pick up a phone and, and call a politician, you know what I'm saying? And they pick up the phone. Or call the director of Norton's Hospital and they pick up the phone. And, you know, walk into a, a, a CEO's office without uh, invites, just sit right in the chair. You know, like, like that's the stuff that I try to let these youngins see, you know, that they can do. The ones that sitting right here in the same streets that I was walking when I was doing my thing and my music and running around with, you know, AK sitting on my front seat for the CDs and uh, ounce of weed and said, you know what I'm saying? So it was some other shit, man. Yeah, and another thing that kind of uh, struck with me too when you was talking earlier was uh, the community. You know, um, I used to do uh, I used to do security for um, for Skinny, um, uh, free Skinny, and uh, yeah. I remember when he did a tour drive. Uh, it was in twenty twenty one when he was on River Road, and uh, when I seen all those families uh, coming there, and um, nice nice to hear about tour drives and stuff like that. But that was my first time being up and close and personal, seeing people' reactions. So when I was seeing how those moms was like in tears and seeing yeah. how happy the kids was and stuff like that, you know, that made me uh, want to get involved in doing things like that. So this past Christmas was my first time 
doing a toy giveaway. So me and Virtue uh, partner up, and then uh, me and Tone and like another person um, gave away a whole bunch of toys, and uh, I gave away a PlayStation and a gift card to a uh, a family in need. But yeah. that was uh, when I had seen that, that just had stuck with me, you know, because uh, I used right. to be in a car club too. And we right. used to feed the uh, homeless on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but yeah, what club did you ride with? I was in Oklahoma. We had a thing called uh, Relentless. That's what's up. That's what's up. But uh, we, uh, when it came to giving those toys and things like that away, I was like, um, I was just like, man, I got to start doing this because I was like, um, after the fact, you know. That whole week or two after that, I was like, man, I just feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm telling you, like now, now you see how easy it is for that to be contagious. You know what I'm saying? Like, once I really start, like you said, I'm seeing these kids, man, who literally don't have anything. Man, me and my car club homies, we got together uh, multiple car clubs, and we did a, a big shoe giveaway to the home of the innocent. You know what I'm saying? Um, the whole mother innocent sent me a list of kids. It was like 60 kids on the list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what I wanted to do, see me, I, I'm into fashion. So I know how it is when you want to put on different shit to go with different things, you know? So one pair of kicks ain't going to go with every single outfit you got on. So I wanted the kids to get that feeling of being able to look in there and have three, four pair of tennis shoes, you know, that they could choose from. You know, so what I did, I duplicated that list and I gave it to all the clubs in there. You know what I'm saying? That way, each one of them clubs was going to buy a shoe for the kids on there. So the kids' names was on the box. You know what I mean? So you get four different boxes. Of course, the clubs ain't going to get four of the same kind of pair of shoes. So now you got four different pair of shoes with your name on it. So we was able to, I think our total shoes count was almost 600 pair. You know what I'm saying? Total. And make sure all of those kids, you know what I'm saying, got multiple pair of shoes to be able to switch up and, you know, check out what they good, check their fresh what they good. So, man, I'm telling you, bro, when, when I started doing this, it just snowballed, you know what I mean? And it put my music to be real on the back, bro. I still deal with music like I deal with more of the breaking people in and putting them in the studio aspect of it, you know, dealing with graphic designers and videographers and photographers and you know, having news clubs, actual, you know, way free WLKY, you know what I mean? Like real news clubs where I'm about to them eat with them and chop it up on things that I'm going to be doing, you know what I'm saying? And bring it out. So, man, to give back, actually, when more people realize that, the more blessed they get. I'm telling you, like, people got to stop being so greedy, you know what I mean? And, and just realize giving is where it's at. Yeah, and then the one thing I was thinking about too, I was just like, you know, even for the people that can't give away big like like me and some other people did or just other people I've been around, uh, I was just thinking just on a smaller scale, I was like, you know, all the BS that we spend money on throughout the year, I was like, you and you know, everybody know at least that one person that's unfortunate you know what I'm saying, in your life, whether you know them personally or you might know of them or you might see them in passing or something like that. I was like, you can't tell me that you don't have at least an extra $200 to just be like, hey, here, I mean, I know it ain't much, but hey, go cook your family get a good dinner for holidays or something, you know, cheer them up or, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, even 
Uh, I know even um, at times when I was a kid, you know, when we didn't have much, you know, just a simple, you know, gathering, a positive gathering, eating good food and stuff would keep you happy and, you know, fellowshipping with your people and stuff would keep you happy. Yeah. I think about, you know, the stuff that you was going through at that particular time, you know. But yeah, uh, so about the um, motivational speaking, that's yeah. something that's well interesting to me, you know, speaking to kids because, uh, you know, uh, me having a platform and things like that. And I follow a lot of motivational speakers. Like I love uh, Eric Thomas. I'm about to say E.T., you listen to E.T., Eric Thomas. Yeah, yeah I love right. Eric Thomas, man. But you want to know somebody I like a little bit better than him? Mm. Inky Who's Johnson. That? Who's that? Inky Johnson. Yeah, he's dope too. He's I love Inky, man. That's my number one right there, man. I yeah, love. He's him. dope. He's dope. I love. I like Les uh, Les Brown. Les Brown. He's real dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I get up in the morning, man, and that's part. Like I'm up usually about four thirty a.m. Whether it be meditating, stretching, getting my word. You know what I'm saying? You know, crack my windows open. You know, thank the Lord for another one. But uh, I try to make sure I get some of that in me at some point in the early morning, man. You know what I mean? You kick that day off right. Like, you know, it's just I've created, you know, a habit of, like, trying to just be better. You know what I mean? Like, that has to truly be a habit for somebody who's accustomed to just doing whatever and just living. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really be uh, on purpose about a lot of different things. Like, you know, I try to, I'm overly thankful sometimes. You know what I mean? For times where I know that I might have been inconsistent. You know what I mean? Type shit. You know, in my, even in my relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I think about where I could have done things differently and then I apply that, you feel what I'm saying, into what's going on right now. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, like, after you get to a certain point, you don't want to keep hitting your head over, over again with certain shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, that's just where it is with that, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, going um detail, man, I know um, as far as, like, you know, um, around the time uh, where you first started speaking to middle and high school kids, man, I know they had to be a – a big yeah. investment, man. Just, uh, just man. The, the first school I did was actually um, male high school. You know, like, and it's funny going to these schools because it gives me flashbacks of when I was in school. You know what I'm saying? Of like, you know, I remember me and my partners trying to cut school to get in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. And you know, I'm walking in different areas. And like, oh man, I know we ran through this way, get checked by security all that type of stuff. So some of these schools, you know, bring back true flashbacks. But uh, Western was the next one. You know, then it went to uh, Shawnee. You know, I got to speak to them uh, uh, probably about a week and a half, almost two weeks ago, freshman, sophomore, then junior and seniors. Uh, I try to split them up, you know what I mean, like when I'm speaking to the entire school. Uh, freshman, sophomore, and junior senior, it's it's two different type of talks they need. You know what I'm saying? Like these is coming on in and these is headed on out. You know what I'm saying? So it's two different things. So sitting them in there in one room, you kind of try to, you know, 
differentiate the two when you can just split them up and you know, dive into to just that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but a lot of the things is, man, what I've noticed is like these kids, man, you know, when you give respect, but you also truly demand respect in a way that you give them respect while you're doing it, it's crazy, man. The outcome I've had, man, like to be able to be a shiny high school, a school that is considered, you know, one of the, the worst schools in the city as far as behavior, you know, type of thing. And having an auditorium full of kids, those kids were so well behaved. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I, I had to remove, I have like three or four girls who just couldn't help but to keep acting silly. But once we did that and got, you know, those three bad apples out of the bunch, the entire, you know, auditorium was truly focused on everything that I was talking about. Like I let some of the teachers know, and also before I talk, I'm like, sometimes these kids just need someone that they can disappoint. You feel what I'm saying? If there's nobody that they can disappoint, uh, no one that is there to, uh, to I don't want to say reprimand, uh, lecture them, or just kind of just close your banking, man. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Then they just doing whatever the hell they want to do. There's no repercussion. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got the laws where you can't grab a switch anymore and, and get turned up little legs and you can't even really sit them in the punishment like you do unless isolate. It's all different rules to turn the nail. So, you know, I think just trying to find that balance on, you know, respect with the kids goes a long way. I mean, I've had some conversations, man, with some of those kids after my, my talks and, you know, some of them kids are going through so much. You know, like I had a young man come to me after one of my things. He said, you know, Mr. Farms, he said, I, I appreciate you coming. He said, can I ask you how do you how how should I deal with people that just disrespect you? You know what I'm saying? And like I told him, one, you pray for. That's that's the first thing. You know what I mean? So you just keep focused on what you're trying to do. Keep your blinders on. You know, if it feels any physical court, let somebody know, don't let it escalate anything. I gave the best advice that I felt like I could. You know what I'm saying? And then the young man turned around and said to me, what if this is my mother? You feel me? So I'm like, you know, of course, the Bible says, honor thy mother, honor thy father. That's, that's the first thing. You know, I threw after Adam, you know, but to just just feel where he was like, like him really want to figure this out with his mom. You know, I had I gave him my purse. I'm like, this is more than a conversation for a quick two minutes right here. You know, that that's deeper. You know what I mean? So I gave the young man my number, you know, he's actually called me once we chopped it up on the phone, you know. So, you know, a lot of these kids. Like, I, I, I know I can't be there physically for every last one of them, but I answer my phone 100 times an hour anyway. So any one of these kids that are in, in need of just having someone, like, ain't nobody to talk to, you know what I'm saying? Shoot me a text or something, you know, I'll reply back. You know what I mean? Some of these kids, you know, on the verge of possibly killing themselves, you'll never know, you know what I mean? Because folks is just too busy for them, you know what I mean? So... I'd rather put myself out there like that, man. Allow those kids to reach out to me and I give them those words of encouragement when I can and shit like that, man. So being able to speak in these schools and platforms.
forms has just been a blessing. And it's given me an uh, opportunity to uh, recruit for my men's little class society. These seniors coming out of high school that need direction like this group, man, that I deal with. You know, I send you some more information on it, too. Uh, it's huge with networking, you know what I'm saying? Um, brotherhood, you know, big on community. I mean, you got all types of business owners in there, nonprofit organization folks in there. Like, we all come together to make sure that we are on, on path for the common goal, make sure kids are straight, you know what I'm saying? So we want to get the young ones early, you know what I mean? The ones that 17, 18 years old, you know, get them involved in a lot of shit. Like you said, once you get that, that taste in your mouth, you might not want to get rid of it. That's absolutely what's needed with some of these kids, man, that I'm speaking to. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think um, another thing that's important that I have to uh, say, too, is, um, you know, I think that's a very important lane in our community as far as um, black men speaking to uh, minority kids but also not waiting for that NFL player or that NBA star to come back, you know what I'm saying, and do it. Like, you don't have to be a star, man. You don't have to be uh, NBA, NFL. You don't have to be a rapper, a singer, none of that. You know, it's just truly about wanting to really do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been able, I've been able to – um, pull off some immaculate shit. You feel what I'm saying? Because people believe in how much I want to get this done. People believe in the fact that I want to make sure these people got that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I don't bullshit with that. You know what I mean? Like I said, me having this bullet that's still left in my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, is a constant reminder, you know, sometimes I have to walk through my pain still. You know what I'm saying? When my shit started. So that's a constant reminder to me that I don't have to be here. You know what I mean? Like if I talk you through that real moment of how close this was, how close and personal it really happened to me, like you'd be like, man, you truly left. You know what I'm saying? So I don't look at anybody's situation and take it like, you know what I mean, whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, um, I got stuff going on in my uh, personal family with some of my siblings and things like that. And, you know, they just having to go through growing pains and just learn, you know, as they get older. But, like, uh, my dad stresses this a lot. And a lot of people just don't realize, you know, like the basic responsibilities of being an adult. And I just feel like, you know, we need more uh, men, women, whoever, you know what I'm saying, uh, to speak to younger generations about, you know, you know, it's cool to dream and have bigger things, things that's bigger than yourself that you want to accomplish. But at the same time, uh, the basic things as a U.S. citizen, everyone can do, you know what I'm saying? Whether that be, you know, by the time you're 25, 26 years old, you should be able to have you a stable job. You should be able to have health insurance, dental insurance, have have car insurance, have go to work every day. You know, set good habits. Don't be don't be late. Well, you know, just and, so, I mean, you got to create like that. You gotta, you know? yeah, that's the key of what you just said is creating the good habits. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a man, 
like I was I had a conversation man with this gentleman man we was at lunch and we was talking about you know the difference between you know our culture you know our community and ownership of shit you know what I'm saying whether it be land or property you know what I'm saying or just your businesses or whatever the case may be and the the big difference you know you know this guy that I was talking to you know. It was actually him and another gentleman. One of them was the Caucasian gentleman, you know what I'm saying? Who was, he come from a middle class family. He's never wanted for anything type of situation. He knows that, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, he's not one who doesn't understand where we come from, you know what I mean? So we're able to have these conversations without it being, you know, any, any ripples in the water, so to speak. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, we was having the conversation and you know what I was letting them know is like our our culture we don't pass down the you know here's the family business you feel what I'm saying uh, you got to make sure your credit stays at this point you feel what I'm saying uh, this is a 401k this is a retirement plan like you said make sure you have this life insurance you know a lot of our culture you know when when the, the kid graduates or drops out of school is you better hurry up and find a job. You know, learn how to go work for somebody. You feel what I'm saying? So as long as we continue to have the workers mindset, you know what I'm saying? It's it's hard for folks to learn how to earn something. We gotta get into the the mindset of only things. Like with them, um like I told them, I said, I asked them, I said, you work for your father's business. Correct. Yeah, how long your family business been around? Like nineteen forty something. So that's been passed down generation to generation, you know what I'm saying? And they've been taught how to run a business. They've been taught how to utilize credit. They've been taught how to get and pay for land, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what's needed to keep this going year in, year out, keep that generational wealth going. And unfortunately, we don't have enough black families showing our kids that. You know what I'm saying? We letting the internet teach our kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, social media, TMZ, and all of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? When we really have to just take the time and look inward. You know what I'm saying? And see that. Uh, my bad, I got these little things right You know, look inward and do better for us, you know, and realize how much planting those seeds with them youngest men can be beneficial for the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because uh, one thing I think about, too, is that people don't realize, you know, and I got people close to me that's currently wasting this period of their life, but people don't realize how valuable their 20s is. A lot of people think, you know, 20s is just, oh, I'm just going to turn up. And it's never mm-hmm. wrong doing that, but you, but, but at the same time, you got to have progress. Like I tell people all the time, I was like, I went to the military at 18. My plan was to do 20 years, but sometimes when you, uh, when you make a good decision, sometimes you be at the right place at the right time. I planned on being doing 20 years. I ended up getting a couple of nagging injuries and I ended up getting what I would have got for 20 years and eight years. 
mm. as far as in retirement. So mm. I was like, I took something serious for eight years, and it gave me a retirement for the rest of my life. So, but I look at people all the time, you know, whether that be, you know, them just, oh, I'm just be in the street. I'm just hustle a little bit and then and not do nothing. And then I said, and I had a conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, man, everybody just thinks it's cool to just hustle and be this dude just say, oh, I'm in the streets, just to say they in the streets. And I, and I tell people, I was just, when people was laughing at me when I said it, but I was dead serious. I was like, bro, if you're not making at least six figures doing that, what's the purpose of doing it? Because I was like, if you're doing that just to make fifty thousand, you need to go to job, go to work. You know what I mean? It's plenty. It's plenty of jobs. It ain't. It ain't even worth the risk nowadays. It ain't even worth the reward. Between that and just these hating out here, these dudes who don't know how to hustle, they just want to rob something, shoot something. It's just the risk for it. You know, it don't even weigh. You know what I'm saying? But like I said again, what is being displayed is. That's the way to go get it. That's the way to do it. So it takes guys like you, guys like me, who who been through something. You you say you did eight years and got something that took a lot of people twenty. So in them eight years, you had to have your blinders on like a fucking racehorse, focused on what you was trying to do. You you locked in on that shit, and like that's all. Like we have to figure it out. We are some of the most, we spend the most money in the money. You know what I'm saying? But we supposed to be the brokers. Make it make sense. You feel what I'm saying? We spend the most money, but we supposed to be the brokers. Think about, like, I be saying this, when I hear all these artists and shit talking about how much they blew on this and blew on that, do you know how much profit and and businesses you can start up if just the artists in your in your city, like you took Atlanta, for instance, and every artist didn't really popped out of Atlanta. They can truly, instead of like being in situations where Young Thug is here right now, you know what I'm saying, where they, they point at him and everything, you know, his own homeboys and all type of shit, you know what I mean? But if you are truly just dedicated to doing nothing but you being the ones, y'all, us being the ones who gentrification shit for ourselves, you feel what I'm saying? Provide them jobs for them brothers on the block so they can see that you can actually go work a nice job and get a paycheck. You feel what I'm saying? Don't drop two, three bricks on You know what I mean? Like, that's hustling backwards. You know what I mean? Like, real talk. I've had to, to be real with you, you know, not not deal with certain guys like I don't knock what you do you know what I mean I've been in that situation but you're giving back to the community and my giving back to the community is coming from two different places you feel what I'm saying type of thing so I, I can't fool with that and it's respect thing. And a lot of they know me and it's some respect I ain't never had no problem with it even turning any of them down you know because the things that I do it does attract people that want to give back to the community. But like I told them at the end of the day, this is the real thing for me. You know, this is not anything that's play play and I'm not going to tarnish this during the 10 year run I've had of, you know, doing this for, for somebody who's just trying to play Nino, you know what I mean? So to speak, you know what I'm saying? So I do need. Yeah, absolutely. Cause 
in a lot of situations, you know, you have to think about, you know, when you are doing that type of stuff, it's just um, the simple stuff that you're not able to do when you, when you, when you in that type of lifestyle and you making average money, really. So I'm like, so I'm like, bro, like you can't go get a bank account. You nine times out of 10, you don't have no credit. So you got to cash out for everything. So like, it's like certain things you can't do and you got to have a woman attached to you because you can't put that in your name. So it's like, it's like you, you, you a walking liability. Like you might, you might, you might have, you might have a safe full of, full of money, but you a liability because you didn't do it the right way. And then what fucks you want to be fucked up. And what happens is, you know where it's safe is. You know what I'm saying? But don't nobody know. And they got now everybody got to collect money to bury you because you ain't got life insurance. But everybody knows you got money somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But don't nobody know where. And it's just lost money out here for somebody to find. You know what I mean? So like I said, man, it's just a mentality, bro. Until we change the mentality. Uh, in, in what we are actually allowing the media, social media, radio, all of that shit, you know what I mean, put in the youngest heads, this is going to be a continuous cycle unless we have just a magnitude of overwhelming men who is just awesome. This is what we own now to where this is the cool thing to do. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even looking to that. We ain't even fooling with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I got guys who 44, 45 still move like they're 22. You know what I'm saying, type of thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, at what age when you grow up, you got this young 19-year-old who you kicking it with, you know what I mean, 20 years old, man, when you could be showing him some real games, some real stuff, you know what I'm saying? But you still trying to be NBA young boy your damn self. Yeah. So how many kids are you or people in general uh, are you mentoring right now? Uh, right now, we are looking to deal with the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I just literally left the YMCA uh, over on 10th Street today, setting up uh, a deal with them to come over and do mentorship. Uh, but like I said, more or less, we, we just have a lot of different organizations that we partner with and just, you know, pop in like the spot, uh, California Community Center. We deal with Brothers Hill and Brothers, Play Cousin Collective, Amp. Uh, Molo Village, you know, we just anywhere there is an abundance of youth, you know what I'm saying, we apply pressure on making sure we send and dispatch guys over there to do whatever needed, so it, that, that's a big no, you know what I mean, like cause we, we all over with it, bro, like really, really all over it, for real. Mm, so I partnered with Marvel and checked out with them, Marvel's transportation, that's a limousine company as well, uh, they were, that's how we travel around. So we'll pull up on kids with those two memos and let them get on in the So, you know, just trying to show them something different. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, for everybody that follows you, uh, what's some things you like doing in your spare time when you're not dealing with, uh, you know, mentoring, motivation speaking, and all your other uh, different ventures? Man, EJ, to be our way real with you, do nothing. Do not because I do so much. I'm on the phone all the time. I'm in front of the laptop all the time. I'm sitting in meetings all the time. 
uh, planning all the time. So as soon as I got an opportunity to just do nothing, I just like chilling. I travel, you know what I'm saying? Me and my lady, we hit the, hit the hit hop on a flight quick as it, you know what I'm saying? And get out of Dodge. Once I'm out of Dodge, bro, I cut my phone off. I, I truly digress, you know what I mean? That, that's what I like to do, you know what I mean? But I'm in a little business, really like, like, I go out to, you know, network, but even when I'm just trying to go out and enjoy myself, you know, it's hard because people see me and I'm, I'm constantly leaning over listening to somebody talk all the time, you know what I mean? And it's always about something, you know, they got going on or, or something they're trying to do, which I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I have to leave to really do nothing real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, I can feel that. You know, I see how you move too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm sure you got digress the same way. Get on out of dodge one day, damn stuff. Yeah, I'm always by myself. I've been a loner like a long time. I like hanging with people, but like sometimes I like I could be. People can see me for six straight weeks, and then I disappear for about four months, and then people are like, "Hey, where you been at?" Right, it's just be like that, you know. Yeah, you gotta disappear sometime, man. You gotta get off the off the grid, man. Like I said, it's just you know, when you are actually doing something, like I said, we got this whole platform thing jumping. It's like brain power, just trying to keep it fresh, trying to make sure you're coming up with new content, all of that, you know what I mean? So, you know, like I said again, has so how did that I didn't get to catch the uh the uh, uh freeway Ricky. You know what I'm saying? Did, that, did I miss that? Or did you already oh, oh no. Um, so all my stuff pre-recorded, so I ain't dropped it yet. Like oh, I got so many, I got so many episodes uh, right now. Uh, I got an episode coming out every week, all the way through August seventh already. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, really, really, really. I drop, I drop, I drop every Monday at midnight. So. And the reason I do it like that, because uh, when I was first doing it, I was dropping an episode same day, mm-hmm. and then I would get busy, and then two or three weeks would go by, and then make it look like I ain't did that. But one week, I dropped like three or four episodes in a week, and I was like, well, I could have spread them out. Yeah. I was like, now I just got it like a machine. Like, I drop one episode a week. If it's like an emergency-type situation, with, like if it's an artist or something, they about to drop an album or something. Yeah. I do two episodes a week, but most of the time it's one episode a week, and I drop every Monday at midnight, and I just pre-record. So if I get busy, my train's still rolling; it's still gonna come out. So I ain't gotta worry about you know uh, no content not coming out. That's what's up, man. Keep that shit rolling, man. Like I said, hand talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, so what? What are your uh, short and long term? What do you want to accomplish? Say it one more time. Uh, what are your short and long-term goals? What do you want to come? Uh, my, my short, short-term goals, man, um, is really to get this uh, little flat society men's group truly uh, established and a true staple in the city. You know, and I'm, I'm on, I'm on the right path with that right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's definitely on the forefront of my mind. Uh, long-term, uh, you know, me and my lady look. Uh, possibly try to open a um, R&B type lab, you know what I'm saying, where it's live R&B, you know what I mean, kind of like back in the day, I used to come in there, super dress up every every day uh, when you're coming in there, uh, 
not even having some of glasses, you know, Jesus. no flavor no cups, no nothing in that type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? But uh, like I said, just one step at a time, man. Just like I said, I manifest every day, you know, pray every day. So whatever blessings he drop on me, what I'm going to take, you know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. So for uh twenty twenty three, um anything else that you know off the top of your head that you got coming for twenty twenty three? I get my own day in Key to the City, uh on West Side Day. West Side Day is the day I started uh doing three years. Uh three years ago, you know what I'm saying? It is uh, a cleanup day where everybody comes out, all through the West End of the city and clean up the streets. Uh partner with Operation Brightside last year. Uh, a couple city council officials. Uh, this year, I'm looking to partner uh, with Jacory Arthur. Uh, I've reached out to Charles Booker's camp. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting here. And I'm just glad we've actually been in talk. So uh, once I nail down the date, because I got this calendar behind me, I got so much on it, I'm going to nail down the date for that. And then I'm going to send it over to Barbara Sector Smith, uh, uh, the mayor's office. And uh, they're going to be coming out that day and get an award and be that, you know what I'm saying? That's coming up uh, this year, you know. So, you in the city, man, I shoot you in white, man. You know, definitely. You have a ball that day, you know what I mean? It's a great cause, man. Uh, Norton's is actually wanting to uh, get behind that event, help sponsor me with that event, making sure it's a success. Yeah, absolutely, man. I like to come to something like that because I'll be seeing uh, people on either the news or or just in general social media they get awarded stuff like that in the community whether it be keys to cities or mm-hmm. certain um awards from uh politicians or things like that but i never uh been to one in person so man me neither bro like when i got the phone call i had did a uh, turkey giveaway this this past year for thanksgiving uh where me and my squad, BMG, we gave away 500, but actually our goal was 502. Our city area code, but it ended up being like 526, 526 turkeys that we ended up giving away to uh, different families and also had plenty of food trucks and things like that. The mayor came out that day, very official, and he's been to a lot of events just having to pop out just to, you know, with the type of events that I put on and things like that. So, he sent his team over to me, you know, told me what they was planning to do. We got the ball rolling on it. And, um, you know, once the transition happened where Greenberg took over office, uh, Barbara Sexton Smith, she's in his cabinet. Uh, she's the one who's over uh, handing out the keys to the city on, I guess, to get some things like that. And uh, my name came across the desk. She was actually the first politician uh, to help me with West Side Day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, neighborhood cleanup, who actually got out there, got her hands dirty as well, you know what I mean, in the alleys and everything, you know what I mean? So we've been able to keep a nice connection with each other ever since then. So I look forward to that, man. You know, I've seen a lot of people, people always ask me all the time, why don't I get nominated for all of these awards to me, you know, going on through the city with all these communities and, you know, all of these different awards. And I'm like, I don't even know about them. Like, when they come and I'll pay attention to them like that. So for me to, you know, my first real award to be, you know, get my own day in the city, you know, keys, man, that's, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I never even thought about it whatsoever, for real, for real. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is dope, man. Especially you uh get that certificate and stuff, and uh, you know, you can frame it and uh put it in your house, man. You know, that they can get passed down from uh, generations and generations. Yeah, man. And that's what it is. I I, I won't be changing that, man. And, you know, me and my life, and my story. Like I said, uh, I wonder what my kids do with my name. You know, a lot of positive shit pop up. You know what I mean? A lot of accolades and just doing good in this community. Path, you know what I'm saying? So, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, how how do you want people to perceive you? Uh, as a go-getter. You know, a leader. You know what I mean? Like, I know I, I lead by example. You know, I'm gonna hold myself accountable and I'm gonna make sure I hold others accountable as well. You know, I think sometimes it's uh I'm able to be misconstrued, but I can take criticism. You feel me? I've been able to sit back and take it on the chin from some of the the best people that do it. You know what I'm saying? And I've had to learn that and sometimes I found that uh, a lot of guys don't like to be shown their bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to accept it. Once you able to be able to accept it, accept it, you know what I mean? And and understand why, you know, reveal that to yourself, then you'll be better off. You know, when I was doing a lot of counseling therapy and things like that, you know, like I said, mental health, try to make sure my shit stay right. You know, when I first started it was tough. I, I think I was, you know, a little difficult to kind of break. You know what I'm saying? You know, the conversation, things like that. And, and I remember he some stuff in he said, Mr. Brown, he said, you know, you never heal until you reveal. You know what I'm saying? It's pointless to keep coming if you never reveal, you know. And I and that was the last of that conversation on that day. And that kind of set with So after that, you know, my next session, I told myself just start talking a little more before. That led to a little more, led to a little more, led to a little more, before you know it, full blown conversation. Me scheduling myself, asking when can I come in, you know what I'm saying, to have those conversations. And us as black males need to realize there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting counseled. There's nothing wrong with uh, sitting and conversating with people because there's a lot of, you know, trauma that may be tucked away that you don't really realize you have, you know what I'm saying. Uh, as a young black male growing up, you know, so I found it super beneficial for me, you know what I mean, like super, super beneficial, so I had to do that to be able to tell my son, you know what I'm saying, like let him know, it's okay, you know, that I've been through, so. You know, absolutely, I can feel that, so uh, give me, give me a Mount Rushmore, give me a top five people that's, uh, that influence your life that you look up to. Top five people that improve my life that would come to one. Uh well first she's passed away as my grandma, you know, early in the truth, you know. I mean? She was uh, somebody who truly believed in everything that I did. You know what I'm saying? Even when I did some wrong, she didn't believe I did it. You know what I'm saying? Just no matter what. Uh, and I always supported, you know what I'm saying, my mother. Of course, you know what I mean. Um uh, my I had Two that I'm going to use is one because they're bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's my old football coach, uh, Louis Dover and Alicia Dover. You know what I'm saying? They are two that I actually white Caucasian guy. I had to live with him for a few years, you know, due to uh, 
you know, a lot of people kind of, I won't say gave up, but kind of gave up, you know what I mean? So uh, I wanted to play football, and they were uh, gracious enough to open up their homes and, you know, really show me some of the things that was needed at the time to, you know, grow up and be a little bit more of a man, you know. So I mean, it opened my eyes to uh, a lot of stereotypes and faults when dealing with uh, the other race, you know what I'm saying, type of thing, you know. So uh, then there would be three. Uh, let me see, what was the question? My stepfather, you know, Mark, you know, he uh, been through a lot, real street, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in that penitentiary, it's crazy to say that. Uh, him with his background, but I think his mishaps, you know what I'm saying, his shortcomings, and him being able to sit down and really, you know, explain to me why and how it was wrong, you know what I'm saying, the things that he was going through serious out of this picture, you know, so to see him be able to, you know what I mean. Uh, get out and adapt to society, you know what I'm saying? And understand that you can be better. You know, I've watched him be better, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I mean, my, my, a lot of mine, a lot of his close families and all of that, you know what I mean? Like, I admire a lot of different things that I'm still, I love listening to things that I watch, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's speaking. It's speaking. Uh, you know, all different types of people. I, I truly just I watch more interviews with people than I watch TV, you know. Uh, but the one my true heroes are the ones who truly affected my life hands on, you know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I like like that list right there. So uh Closing remarks, man. Anything else that you want to let the people know that you got going on and uh, let people know? Uh, yeah, uh, man. Be on the lookout for Dillard's After Dark Fall Fashion Show 2. Uh, St. Matthew's Mall. We're looking at either October. I think the date is October the 15th. Uh, um, you know, we give back to, uh, like, like I said, we're going like to be giving back to the YMCA district. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Uh, we have a cosplay show. Uh, I want to say we're doing that in April, a cosplay runway where, you know, a lot of these folks dress up in all these different characters, uh, anime, all of that, hip-hop cosplay runway type of things. We're going to keep it turned up, but at the same time, we're going to, you know, we're letting folks be able to do their thing. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I meet with the owner of Marvel's transportation. Uh, look at this building called Spark Ready uh, to actually start getting the ball rolling on uh, upscale events, you know what I'm saying? Like world well, sexy type of things where it's not just a uh, one night thing like, all the time. Like I'm looking to have a masquerade in the shoe box. So I've seen Like I said, man, I appreciate the opportunity to sit on your show and perform, man. I wish you the best. And hopefully this thing, you know, wherever you try to go. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, how can people keep up with you on uh, social media and things yeah, like that? Uh, Franz Brown, F-O-N-Z Brown on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? You can shoot me an email, brownfonz502 at gmail.com. I'm always on there, so 
either one, but they said hit me up. I was fine. I'm like, man, cause you know, as long as it ain't some BS, then I ain't got time for it. You know what I mean? But if you really talk about something, we'll get right back with you. you know? So hopefully, I hear from some of your folks. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. You know, uh, anytime you want to come on, you come on anytime. You know, I don't just do. Uh, I mean, I can invite you out, come live. We should do one of your shows live at one of my spots, man, at one of my events or something like that. Man. You know what I'm saying? But as I always have a media section, you know what I mean? I see you right over the spectrum, WFKY, and everybody else. You know what I mean? So we can get you some of the coverage too. We can definitely head washing and each other. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, man. Just uh, let me know. You know, uh, I just uh, don't do interviews. You know, I do real topics too. I'm talking about uh, police brutality. You know, child support. You know, fifty fifty in relationships. Uh, should you kick your kid out of eighteen years old? But the whole reason me starting a podcast was because I'm a big advocate on behavior health, bitch, based on all the stuff I've been through in the military, losing close friends and things like that when I was in Afghanistan. So yeah. I just know that uh, mental health is very important. So I know yeah. that uh, that um, especially among minorities, because uh, we've been trained to just, you know, accept bad treatment over the years and then just have to, you know, just keep pushing. So I just feel yeah. like, so I just feel like, you know, we have to have more conversations amongst each other to know, hey, just because this person might be a millionaire and this person got to go to work every day don't mean that y'all not going through the same things, you know, get reassured to know that everybody go through similar things, you know. That's facts. That's facts as hell, man. Like, like you said, that's super facts, bro. We'll tap into all of that. And I, yeah, one more shout out to, uh, just got my partnership with my folks, people over at Two Free Zone in St. Matthews Mall, where they got all the, the, the uh, schools and J's and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm looking to actually do my own podcast. I really can't speak to this type of confidential stuff right now. I can't speak too much on what we're putting together. But one thing that I'm doing with them, uh, I'm going to have different exclusive tennis shoes that will be uh, raffling off every week, you know what I'm saying? So you'll be able to go into the store, you know, one of them J's be four fifty five dollars you know, twenty dollars raffle ticket, you can win your present J's from Chef and you know what I'm So I got a lot going on myself now, I'm gonna put you on the outside of this and we can definitely, you know, see what we can make happen. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, anytime you want to come on, just let me know. And then uh, anybody that you got partnerships with, if they want to come on, you know, because I don't interview all type of people. I don't have no more selling authors. I don't interviewed a couple of business owners in the city uh, already. Uh, and I don't interview, you know, platinum selling artists and all type of people. So, you know, if you want to, um, if they want to come on, you know, just uh, let me know. You can give them my information on how to get in contact with me. Likewise, man. Likewise, you know, you got my stuff. You know what I mean? I got yours. We can go through my book. Absolutely, man. And uh, this wraps up uh, another episode of the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, everybody tap in with uh, Fonz Brown in the city, man. If you're in Louisville or you visit Louisville, you know, come tap in with him. You know, he's a uh, 
great person. He got a lot of good things going to the, with the community. And the most important thing, he's touching our next generation. So, you know, uh, you always have to uh, respect someone that reaches down and, touch, and um, touches the people that's going to come behind us, you know, the generation behind us. So, because, you know, they're the future and you have to make sure their mindsets is uh, not set on the BS, you know, make sure they're going on a straight path. So, uh, I respect you for uh, doing that because a lot of people uh, just choose not to, which is not wrong with that because it's not for everybody. But we do, but we do need more people to take up and take those uh, steps of leadership in our community. But absolutely, man. Well, you have a good night, bro. Hey, you have a blessing, my man. I'm gonna be Anytime. All right. Shout out, EJ. <laughs>